Welcome to Digital Transformers, the show that connects you with what you need to build, manage, and operate your digital supply chain. Join your host in a timely discussion on new and future business models with industry-leading executives. The show will reveal global customer expectations, real-world deployment challenges, and the value of advanced business technologies like artificial intelligence, blockchain, and robotic process engineering. And now, we bring you Digital Transformers. Hello, everyone. Kevin L. Jackson here at Digital Transformers and I'm enjoying myself in sunny Orlando at SAP Sapphire, where I'm getting to meet, I tell you, quite a few of the digital transformation leaders across multiple industry verticals. And I'm not afraid to say, I'm talking about one of my favorite industry verticals today, that's food and beverage with Romero Fernandez of PIM Brands. Thank you very much for spending some time with us. Did you bring any food? It's Kevin, I brought some food and my, my stepdaughter uh, took it away from me. I was gonna bring you some of our products, but it got oh, confiscated God. this morning. Okay, well, you know that. Sorry about that. Foiled by TSA again. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, tell, I guess we gotta learn more about PIM brands, sure. right? Yeah. It's, it's not really a household <laughs> name. No, it's, it's not. It's not, is it? Yeah. So we changed the name. Ironically, we were the name used to be Promotion in Motion, which is also not a <laughs> Promotion in Motion. Yeah. Okay. But the uh, so people know us because of our products. So people okay. know about Welch's fruit snacks. Oh yeah. Yeah. So everybody, as soon as you say Welch's fruit snacks, they know who Pim Brands is. But we also have a few other products. We make the Sunmade chocolate covered raisins. We okay. have Sour Jacks. We have Toggy, uh, Tuxedo, the uh, chocolate-covered almonds. Uh -huh. So we have a, a, a pretty decent-sized portfolio of food products. And then we also have a pharma division. So uh, as you know, oh. there's a lot of uh, vitamins nowadays vitamins? that are made okay. uh, gummy, that are gummy-based. So we actually make products for other companies as well. So, wow. So um, that goes together? I mean... Making candy and then, you know. It's the same format, yeah. Gummy drugs. Well, we're calling drugs. <laughs> As I said, mostly vitamins. Vitamins, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. I gotta keep track of that. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, but you have uh, quite an impressive history, if I should say that. I mean, hair foods, uh, PepsiCo, Mars. Yeah. Um, uh, give Kellogg's, us a, yeah. Kellogg's, too. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I love cereal. Tell me, <laughs> tell me a little about your, your background. Sure. Did, um, how did you get into food and, and beverage? Yeah. So actually, I, just a little bit of background. I studied uh, chemistry. I got my master's in chemistry. And uh -huh. then I got my finance and, and um, accounting degree at, in Rochester. So I worked for a chemical company in um, various roles in, in uh -huh. finance and accounting. Um, controller, audit, all those, and, and which is really great experience. But one thing that I lacked was I really, I, I always had a fascination with food. Okay. And, and the thing was to me was like, why do people ask, why, why do consumers choose one brand versus the other one? So I was working for a chemical company in Chicago uh -huh. and I started looking, I, I really wanted to expand my business background because I definitely had done a lot, some, a lot of work in accounting, right. some in IT, implementing um, systems, but I really wanted to be a broader business person. So I really was fascinated with sales and marketing, working for a specialty chemicals company, I didn't really have the chance to do that. 
So being in the Midwest, um, I was approached by Kellogg's mm -hmm. just to, to join their company because they needed somebody with a strong finance background, but also a systems background. Oh, okay. So I joined Kellogg's in the IT area as the financial systems uh, manager, but then I quickly, after a year, got involved in the business. So that was my first experience with food. I loved it. So Kel <laughs> what I like is I like I like companies that are global, right? Very strong reputation, right, and great quality products. And Kellogg is really it. I mean, Kellogg's when I joined them, they were they had been around for 90 years. Yeah. Now, of course, they've been around for over a hundred, and they've grown quite a bit. But it's a company that very value-based, you know, a lot of principles, mm -hmm. great, like I said, great products and global reach. So I, the experience with Kellogg's, I worked in a number of different finance roles, and I really enjoyed the cross-functional aspect of the finance roles that you have in the food industry. You know, um, I actually didn't mention your title when I introduced you. I kind of did that on purpose because you're the chief financial officer, yeah. right? At, yeah. at, at Pembrance, yes. Um, and your background said the uh, CFO that has, quote, driven innovation, competitive strategy, and supply chain projects throughout his career. You don't normally see that type of descriptor by a CFO. It's typically man with hammer and whip that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, again, I so think. So how, how, yeah. how did that happen? So again, I think you know. So I, I worked in. I worked for Kellogg's. I worked yeah. for Frito Lay. Right, a great, great company. Oh. Direct store delivery. Yeah. Um, yeah. I spent six years over there. Then Pepsi, um, and then I worked for Mars, uh, the global, obviously yeah. pet care and confectionery. So they eat, they each have different business models. Mm -hmm. So I was really, everywhere I went, I was able to learn something new and contribute in a different um, different way. So, and Mars especially, well, Frida was the, to me, was like the one of the most challenging experiences because Frida is all about knowing your business cold. But being a direct store delivery has a lot of challenges. And Frito-Lay has really, it's, they always look for innovation in terms of cost efficiencies, how good a market, how to leverage their portfolio, um, price, revenue management, okay. all those different things. So you start building your career and then you just build on, on, on different things. So I worked for companies that did the direct store delivery, the companies that went through brokers, companies that went through distributors or straight to uh, the customers. So I really have been able to leverage and learn quite a bit about different route to market models. The other thing, Kevin, is that I also work, when I worked for Mars, I spent mm -hmm. over five years working international. So I did a lot of work in oh, different, different markets. Different markets yeah. and cultures. That's and cultures, yeah, absolutely. Which was which was a wonderful, wonderful experience. We did a lot of work in emerging markets. Mm -hmm. So whether it was Russia, we did work in India, in Saudi Arabia, in, I mean, you name it. We did a lot in China, spent yeah, a lot of time okay. in China working on, on that area. So, but again, you also look for different ways of going to market and how you can be efficient. So my experience, I mean, all the experiences that I've had have allowed me to just become more well-rounded. Well, one question, you said you worked for um, Frito-Lay and yeah. you worked for PepsiCo. I was wondering, is that before or after, didn't? So Frito, Pepsi owns Frito-Lay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I spent, again, I spent most of my career at the Frito arm. And then I went to uh, to Pepsi up in New York in the in the beverage side, CSD, carbonated soda. So drinks. that was even in the same family. Yes. Completely different cultures. 
Abs- very different. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one is very heavy into um, obviously direct store. Yeah, it's all about selling and customer service and being everywhere you can to points of distribution mm-hmm. on the Frito side. Pepsi was really a premier company in terms of marketing. So they really managed our portfolio with, you know, obviously Pepsi, Mountain Dew, yeah. all those other brands. And the same thing, global, global, global reach, but a very, very different culture. I, I enjoyed both. I liked the, to be honest with you, I liked the Frito. Uh, you liked it better? Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> it's just because you really, at Frito, you had to, you know, you knew everything about your customers. Yeah. You knew every um, how, to, how to keep on growing the business. It's, it's very competitive. You know, Pepsi yeah. is also competitive, but Frito is competitive every single day out there. So I, I like the fact that you have to really understand sales, distribution. So I was in a role that you really have to be, again, much more well-rounded. So it, it sounds like um, sort of what did which role or what culture did you bring with you to to Pim Brand, right? Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> because because yeah. Um, it to me it sounded like it aligned more with Frito. Right? So yes. I like the Frito aspect. Then I worked for again I worked for Mars in a number of different yeah. roles in finance. And the last one I was in charge I was the CFO for the Caribbean and Central America. So we were managing 28 countries. Same thing, different uh, route to market mm-hmm. models. I really like the, but I, I always like the smaller divisions within a big company. Okay. So you know Pepsi is huge. Obviously, Frito is big. Mars is you know this is a forty billion dollar yeah, company. Yeah. So they're all big companies. And then I went to Her Foods, being a so a regional uh, salty snack company. Her chips. Yes. Yeah, I love these. You said yeah. salty yeah, snack. Salty oh. snacks, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Her chips. Wow. And I knew them very well because I, <laughs> I had gone to school in Philly. Yeah. So I knew the Her Foods company in Baltimore. And, and, and yeah, and then there was us down there. Uh, yeah, my family, my family is in Baltimore, oh, okay. right? So uh, you know them well. Hers, yeah. <laughs> so what to me was great. I like the fam. So a couple of things. I like the family-owned businesses. So, okay. um, so that was important. And I like the smaller companies where you can make a difference. You get to know you know people throughout mm-hmm. the whole entire company. Um, and again, you can get involved in many different areas where they're setting strategy or executing the plans. Um, or working with IT. So mm-hmm. I, I really had the opportunity at Her Foods to do that. Then um, one thing that I liked about Pim Brands, I, make, I met the uh, CEO who was the original owner, and he is a true entrepreneur. Yeah. He's always looking for ideas, and he is all about growth okay. um, and very fast growth. So we've actually been recognized by BCG as one of the fastest growing B- uh, midsize mm. companies last year because uh, we continue delivering double-digit growth. So for me, it was an opportunity to keep on working for a family-owned business, for an entrepreneur, and somebody who really wanted to drive change within the organization. Well, actually, that model seems to me to require a lot of data, because <laughs> as you said, you need to understand yeah. and yeah. know that customer yeah. uh, intimately. Yeah. Is, is, is that true? Absolutely. So data nowadays, I mean, as everybody talks about data. Uh, for yeah. us, it was important because the company had grown so fast, yeah. again, double digits year after year after year, that some of the, the foundation was there, but mm-hmm. some of the fundamental processes had to change. And we had not kept up with the investments on the informa- in, the, in the IT side. So uh, talking to the, the CEO, Michael, yeah. we, you know, one of the things that we definitely agreed to when I was joining the company was to um, invest in, in a new ERP systems and really start um, investing in different types of systems so we can drive automation. 
your point is well taken. There's just there's so much data out there. It's right. so important to know your consumers and your customers as well. But equally important is really understanding your your internal data, mm. right? And as we really wanted to focus on how do we put in processes in place that give us much better information. Is that where your relationship with SAP started yeah. or was it yeah. before then? No, so I actually have known SAP for a number of years. Yeah. Mar- well, before I left Pepsi, um, Indra had made it, uh, Indra Nui Indra, had yeah. made it. <laughs> she made it a commitment that was going to be one of her legacies to invest in SAP. Oh, I left okay. a year and a half after that. Mars was a big SAP shop, um, and you know they actually implemented SAP across the world, um, and they're one of the, their, their main customers. Um, and so I've known SAP for many, many years mm-hmm. with the big companies. Mm-hmm. So. A smaller so mid-sized company, mid-sized company. It was, you know, to me, it was, it was, it was a question: Can can we? <laughs> can you actually was, do quite it? Quite frankly, it was, it was concerning, right? <laughs> well, SAP is known for its complexity. Correct. Um, also known for its maybe difficulty in actual implementation. Yeah. yeah. Did you start from scratch? I mean, what what sort of foundation yeah. did Pimbrand have with respect to? And ERP, ERP. Yeah. yeah. So we were using, we are using, so we're in the middle of the implementation. We have, we had another ERP in-house. Mm-hmm. And again, I think the, the lesson learned was the ERP wasn't really not implemented the right way so it uh, would be scalable. Okay, okay? No scalability is critical. Right, and then for, it, was, it was implemented, you know, five, six years ago when the business needs were different. Mm-hmm. So we started looking, hey, we, we really want to keep on growing. It's scalable. We're growing international. We're growing domestically. We're growing different lines of business. Yeah, yeah. So we wanted to have a, a partner, quite frankly, that would take care of the innovation from a technology perspective, but really help us manage the processes and information. So we did our due diligence. We talked to four different companies. Mm-hmm. Um, it took us close to, you know, like nine months of, of a lot of, um, you know, interviews yeah. and, 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 and demos. And we talked to different um, of their existing customers mm-hmm. just to find out. Um, and then we did, and we chose SAP um, back in the August timeframe. So one question, I mean, the name of my show is Digital Transformers. So. Um, my, I guess my question is, were, was in your mind, was it that I was digitally transforming the company or I was just getting a better ERP system or, or both? No, I think it's honestly it's both. Okay. Because so, it, so our business needs two things we, were, we wanted to concentrate on. The first one is, okay, back to the growth area, yeah. right? So we wanted to become a lot better with the, with, um, SNOP, Sales and mm-hmm. Operations Planning, IBP, Integrated Business Planning, because we want to be much better in terms of our service to our customer. So with a lot of growth, right, right. we were not a, always able to supply at the right time to our customers because ah. the demand has been so high for our products. So we're investing, we're investing in capital in producing yeah. more gummies, but we wanted to invest in that area on the supply side. And then we also wanted to get much, much better information in terms of our product cost, the customer profitability, so that we can drive efficiency in the business so that we can continue investing in our business. So answer to your question, we wanted to have the right system to provide that scalability as we continue growing, but also give us the ability to have information, not only internal, but also bring in that external information so that we can handle that demand a lot better. So you also, you needed to really um, understand 
those, not only understand or demand signals, but able to interpret them and take action on them quickly before yep. the demand overtook the available supply. Exactly. Um, so from your point of view, what is this journey? How has it been? You said yeah, you're yeah. only part through, yeah. part way so, through. So we're actually, yeah, we so the same thing that we did with the ERP, we did with the implementation partners. So we spent a lot of time making sure that we had somebody who can bring in that industry expertise. Yeah concentrating on those areas of the IBP and also the customer product profitability. So we interviewed and then we started implementing in January. Mm -hmm. We're gonna go live in October, November of this year. So far the, and one of the things that we have also done is that yeah. we, we've decided SAP has the, you know, they have a lot of customers worldwide. They have the best processes in place, right? Okay. Let them innovate on the process part, right? We're gonna leverage all that. We're gonna we're gonna be good at what we're good at, yeah, right? Okay. Which is baking and selling and marketing <laughs> fruit snacks, yeah, right, right. So the, so and then so we're basically implement we're we're staying away from customization. Okay, so it's as, out the box. Yeah, as much as we can. I think we're and we're doing a great job, but we're really being adamant that we go into implement best practices. Okay, okay, and that's going to allow us to really leverage the expertise from everybody out there as we implement some of these new processes. This is like industry-specific expertise, but there, you know, there are a lot of templates already available in SAP Correct. Uh, that have been designed to support uh, your specific industry. Yeah. Um, so that, does that accelerate, did that accelerate your deployment? Absolutely, because I, again, they, you know, when you look at some of the food companies that use SAP, yeah. I mean, they really have all the big players, right? <laughs> right, right, so, right? And not only the big ones, they also have a lot of companies that are either the same size as we are or smaller. So the fact that they can work with companies uh, across that range, really, um, it really helps us out because they, they, when the, the system can help you out. And again, the scalability part was the other one that was extremely important to us. So um, I'm gonna go a little more into your relationship with, with SAP. I mean, admittedly, you said you're not one of those huge companies. You're a mid-market, mid-size. Um, and some may say that SAP is just too much for a, a mid-sized company, but SAP really has a very strong partner network mm -hmm. um, specifically designed to support mid-sized companies or organizations. Did you find that to be helpful? Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Again, <laughs> a couple of things. Again, same, same thing. The customer base, you know, was clear and they were very open with us in terms of um, letting, allowing us to speak to some other other customers. And the implementation thing, we did not go with the biggest uh, implementation partner out there. Okay. We wanted somebody who really was going to give us the attention that we need to implement the, the system the right way. So that partner program really is is what made it um, palatable. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I think the fact that they've been they have been around forever. They continue investing in innovation. Mm -hmm. um, I came to Sapphire last year before we made the final decision. Yeah. I had been here before, but I, I was able to network with a lot of companies. Learn. Some people were existing customers. Some were potential customers. Mm -hmm. So you know, just exchanging ideas that also helped me out. And as we made the final decision, how about your broader e business ecosystem? Did, did your relationship with SAP have any impact on that? In today's 
connected world, yeah. it's, it's more than just you, yes. right? Yeah. So we're actually excited about that because we are going to okay. do, so we're going to do two phases of the implementation. Next year, we're going to do Ariba. So, ah, um, so okay. we're quite- for your suppliers? Yeah, exactly. So we're quite excited about that. Again, as you start looking at some of the challenges that every business has had this year, including supply chain, mm -hmm. we want to open things up and also drive a lot of efficiencies through, through Ariba. Yeah. So, so SAP sort of helped you um, or their partners um, help guide you and providing that expertise, uh, not only in the industry vertical that you're working, but as you move forward and how to build your ecosystem and the digital transformation aspect of leveraging all, all that data. Yeah. Um, and there's so much new data out there yeah. because we, we were talking earlier about how the consumption of food has, has really changed. Yeah. Two, two years ago, you know, it was all about getting out of the house and, and going to a restaurant, right? Um, and now it's all about staying in the house and having you know somebody deliver deliver your food. Um, the the choice of of uh, food actually has broadened be, because of that, and everyone is leveraging um, e-commerce to yeah. to to access, purchase, search, compare all types of products, including food, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, how, how, how has that affected you? I mean, uh, yeah. is it changed your business model? So especially during COVID, you saw a lot of people, like you said, a lot of people moving to online shopping, yeah. including food. Yeah. So the, because we're shelf stable, so we actually had the ability, we sell in, you know, in the Amazons, the Walmarts, mm -hmm. the Targets of the world. So we're definitely present in all those different um, um, platforms. Um, has it changed? Absolutely. You have to compete. Everybody, you know, you, there's a lot of brands out there, more and more every single day. Um, digital commerce is huge. Um, social networking is still very big. Oh, so social networking become a, is a big part it's, of that it's, and e-commerce? You have link? to pay attention to it right now because it really is the way that people are learning about food. <laughs> and so you have to participate, yeah. You know, I, um, I've just recently started doing some dabbling in, in, in the TikTok. And, uh -huh. and I'm really a, a, a B2B, business to business kind of, and I always thought maybe TikTok is not the right channel, <laughs> but I find there's tons of businesses <laughs> yeah. on, on TikTok uh, yeah. because it's an entertainment yeah. channel. Yeah. And I would imagine that's where the customers are, so maybe, you know, which channels do you leverage all these social media channels to, inform and educate uh, your clients on on your brand since they're not looking for pin brands they're looking for Welch's you know yeah I mean again social media is it is a big part and then again people are watching less and less TV every single day yeah. and then there's the way you communicate with your consumer it really is a lot through social media so we really our marketing we have yeah. a great marketing team at, at, at pin brands and we have a digital marketing team so they really are concentrating on how to reach a consumer through different um, digital medias. So SAP is probably helping you with the CRM as well as um, understanding the demand. You mentioned earlier about how to, you needed to really understand the demand so that you can use that data to, to manage um, the, uh, the 
I guess, the raw materials uh, that you the production, need exactly. on, on, on the production. Yeah. yeah, so so you think about it, you have data now, you have data from your consumers, and you have data from your customers, and yeah. then you have your own, own internal data, right, history of past purchases. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to integrate all that, all that data, different um, um, data flows, in order to have a much cleaner demand for uh, the, the demand signal. And from there, then we're gonna start deciding on what are we gonna make. Obviously, we also promote, right? So yeah. when you go to a, wherever you shop, but, <laughs> you know, we run promotions because we wanna increase you know, the frequency of purchases and we wanna drive more volume growth. So that, that lift that you get from a promotion is equally important. Some of, you know, you may get a huge spike in your mm -hmm. demand when you, when you promote in some of this account. So bringing all those different signals, it's, it's something that SAP is helping us out with. So you really are innovative CFO. <laughs> I don't know. What, you know I, think, I think, again, I'm not going to say that, but I think that, uh, I think, again, in, being in the food industry, you have to learn about those different aspects of the business and, and then really learn what's going to drive the business. Okay. And it's important, yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, CFOs around the world applauding. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your recommendation to companies that are, you know, dealing with uh, maybe a legacy ERP and uh, looking at how the business, their business is changing and the importance of digitizing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what would be your, your yeah. recommendation? So, yeah, I think it's a couple of things. First of all, don't look back too much, right? Because okay. look forward. Where, where do you want to go? And make sure that um, what, you know, try to adopt best practices. Mm -hmm. uh, do your due diligence. Quite frankly, again, we spoke to, um, to a number of partners and you got to choose the the company that you believe is going to help you out with that. And then the other one is definitely get people in the organization involved. Okay. So you don't know what you don't know. So I think it's important when you talk to the SAP so the world they're so big and they have so much going on. There's only so much you can do in the short term. Yeah. But really had help them create that vision for where you want to go but then, then manage that transformation, right? So we know that we're not gonna be able to do everything on day one, Kevin, okay. right? But what we've learned from the, what we learned from the past, uh, the previous ERP, yeah. is that, you know what, the system actually could do a lot more than we were um, taking advantage of. Oh, okay. So to us, it's gonna be extremely important to keep on learning. So I think networking with other companies, working closely with SAP, going to user forums, and understand what are the capabilities, and make sure that the organization has that learning mm -hmm. mentality, and also that change management mentality, that it's okay to keep on changing and adopting. Wow, oh, um, we don't have a lot of time, but uh, uh you said that about change, yeah. and it popped in my mind is culture. Yeah. Was that a, I mean, you are an executive company, you're trying to lead innovation, yeah. and culture often can be the thing that stops. Absolutely. And, and how did you deal yeah. with yeah, I the think cultural issues? Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest, so a couple of things. You have to, <laughs> and you're spot on. I okay. think culture really is one of those things that most people overlook. Um, I'm a firm believer that you have to respect the culture of the company and maintain it. That being said, you know, the company has gotten to where it has, uh, where it is right now, yeah. because it had a very strong culture. We keep on growing. We keep on bringing talent from, different talent from the outside. Everybody wants to drive change. You have to be respectful of what got us there, but really have the right mentality 
to drive that change going forward. So will the culture change? Yes, it will. But you have to maintain that those core principles of the organization. Well, in today's world, change is constant. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we actually talked a little before we started uh, filming about, especially in food and beverage, that the lifetime yeah. of a brand is getting shorter yeah. and shorter and shorter. Is that a, is that a commentary on the um, attention span of humans? Yeah. <laughs> It is. Well, and also right now, like we're talking about social media, right now it's really easy. I mean, quite frankly, it's not that difficult to launch a product Uh, now, right? And then a lot of people make products for other companies. So you really see a plethora of of new products in the marketplace right now. That's the new competition. A lot of new competition across the board. So this is the food and beverage industry is extremely, extremely competitive. Okay. Um, Now, if you have a very high quality product, you keep on investing in your brand, um, that's gonna, but you have to be consistent mm. on that, on that quality, uh, the message to your consumers. So maintaining that message to the consumer is extremely important. But no, no question about it. Uh, it is a very dynamic industry. The test profile change a lot. Moms are still the influencers. Mom are the gatekeepers for a lot of the purchases. So you have to get to make sure that you're, you're top of mind with wow. that particular um, the shopper. So that makes data even more important. More important, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, so thank you very much for spending the t- time Absolutely. with us. I know this is a very busy week for you, and we appreciate you uh, taking the time. Did we miss anything before we uh, end the interview here? No, I think, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here. I think, um, I'm, I'm, again, I'm learning a lot down, downstairs. <laughs> you look at artificial intelligence, you yeah. look at all the things that can happen, and then your mind starts, you know, going a thousand miles an hour. But I think, uh, no, I think we hit a lot of the good things. Again, I mean, to me, it's a great industry. Um, I'm, we're happy to partner with SAP and we look forward to many, many, many years of, um, a, of solid relationship going forward. Well, thank you very much. That was a great insight and information you provide. And I hope you, you know, took note of all how to become an innovative uh, CFO. It's not all about, you know, beating up based upon the, uh, the, uh, the numbers, right? It's really about understanding and knowing the business end to end. And a lot of that is, uh, a huge percentage of that is knowing your customer, right? Absolutely. Knowing the business cold, I think is yeah. what, what yeah. you said. So um, with that, we're gonna end another Digital Transformers, uh, learning more about how the digital, digital transformation of not just your industry, but every industry is affecting your business and career. Kevin L. Jackson, thank you very much. Thank you for supporting Digital Transformers and for being a part of our global Supply Chain Now community. Please check out all of our programming at supplychainnow.com. Make sure you subscribe to Digital Transformers anywhere you listen to or view the show. And follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time on Digital Transformers.